Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Dav Maseches Kedushin is Dav Chavav 26. We're beginning the top line of Chavav Mar Aleph. We're going to have two sections in today's Dav. So we begin with the Mishnah discussing the acquisition of properties, land and movables, with a couple of other halachas. Mishnah tells us that one can acquire land through Kesef Shtar and Chazaka. Chazaka is the implication of ownership. Rashi gives examples, say digging a hole in the land, or walking on the border, creating a lock, breaking down the fence. Okay, movables can only be acquired with Meshicha. Now included in that would be also Hagabah, um, but Meshicha is mentioned in the Mishnah, or Chalipin for that matter, because Meshicha was the normative way, say the Rishayim, drawing it near. Next halach in the Mishnah, you can acquire movables agav land. We'll discuss that more momentarily, but it means you acquire the land and then you can acquire movables through that transaction. And halacha number three in the Mishnah is, even though generally you can't force a shvua about land, if there's a shvua for movables, you can also force a shvua on the land itself. We'll discuss these all in the Gemara. The Gemara goes through now the sources. Each of these is effective for buying properties. So Kesef is effective because it says, Saras ba Kesef Yiknu. And Rav qualifies the halacha that in places that they use the shtaros to create the transactions because the buyers don't agree to it until they receive the shtar, you would also need a shtar. Kesef would not be sufficient. And Rav says, we just follow the general stipulations, meaning if the stipulation that the buyer says he wants it to be done through the means of kesef or shtar, or as the Gemara brings an example of an Amora who is makbid to utilize the benefits of both, then that would be the accepted halacha. Now, the second kinyan of, of Karka we said in the Mishnah was shtar. How do we know that shtar is effective? Because it says in the Pasuk, Shmuel qualifies this halacha, and he says it's limited to gifting land. But regarding sales of land, the seller is makbid to receive the money for the transaction to be effective. Regarding Chazaka, the third Kenyan, the Pasuk says, Tupsukim actually, Veshavu ba'areichem asher tafastem. So we derive from this, in order to be, be an owner, tafastem, it has to be Veshavu ba'areichem, meaning Chazaka is one of the ways you can actually acquire. Or similar idea, it says, V'yarishtem osa v'yashavtem ba. In order to be V'yarishtem, to own it, you can utilize V'yashavtem ba, living in it, showing ownership, that would be a sign and a kinyan that would be effective for purchasing karka. Now, movables are acquired with Meshicha based on the Pasuk, O Kano Miyad Amisecha. What's the thing that's transferred Miyad Liyad? Referring to Metatal, and it's acquired through Meshicha, drawing it close. And the Gemara just explains that Rabbi Yochanan actually holds Midai Raisa. You can acquire movables with Kesef. However, the, the, the Tanavar Mishnah is saying on a rabbinic level, since there's a concern of Nisrifu Chitecha Ba'aliyah, which means that the seller, if he'd only received money, so he wouldn't necessarily look out to protect the metaltalin of the buyer. Therefore, the rabbi said the transaction should only go through when there's actually a genuine Meshicha. Moving on to the next point. Now we discuss the kinyan of Agav and Ashaila regarding Tziburin. So the Gemara tells us, how do we know that you can acquire property and then metaltalin based on the property? Based on the Pasuk, lahem matanos, it says the father gave them gifts, and it says with, along with, Arim Mitsuras bi Yehud, the fortified properties in Yehuda, they acquired the properties and they were able to acquire metaltalin Agav those properties. Asks the Gemara Shaila, do those movables need to be Tziburin, meaning stacked on the property? 
Or do they not need to? You can acquire land and acquire movables wherever they are. So today we're going to do three rayas. Let's turn now to Chavav Mad Beis. Gemara tells us, raya number one is a Mishnah Meseches Peir. Bikiva teaches a bunch of halachas regarding land. And one of those halachas is even a tiny parcel of land can be utilized for Kenyan Agav. So Gemara says, how much? what can you acquire, metaltalin, if it needs to be on top of the property? It must be. It's not Sibur necessarily. How the Gemara refutes this and says, no, maybe it's a needle with a pearl on it, and that is Agav the property, Mitziburin on the property, so you don't have a proof. Proof number two, we have a Bryce, or Lezer relates that there was a story with a Madon man who bought a base cellar, which we assume means a coin-sized property, which is tiny, in order to gift 100 sheep in barrels. Obviously, it's not Tziburin. However, the Gemara refutes this and says it could be it was a large property. It just was called Sela because it was a rocky property, and therefore maybe all of the things actually fit on it, Tziburin, so you don't have a proof the other way. Final proof of the day, we have proof number three. Abraisa says a similar story. Yudah Marav says that a man bought a base rova and used a tefach by a tefach, and he said the northern part of this should be Sorry, not the northern part. Just he said a tefach by a tefach should be transacted to this person he wanted to give a gift. And ag of that, it should also transact 100 sheep and 100 barrels. So the Gemara says again, l'chorah, that wouldn't fit on a tefach by a tefach. It must be. You don't need siburin. However, the Gemara refutes this proof and says it could be he wanted to give over as a gift the value of those items. And monies you could stack in a tefach by tefach area, and therefore you don't have a proof necessarily that it does not need to be tziburin to transact metaltal in agav karka. Now the Gemara just concludes this point by saying the reason that they said specifically in that story, in those two stories that we just quoted, not to do any other Kenyan is chalipin, meshicha, or being mezakeh through a third party couldn't be effective because A, the receiver wasn't there, and there was a trust issue on both sides, so the others didn't want to give an item to this fellow to do a chalipin, and he didn't want to give the item to them to be mezakeh for the third party, for the person he was trying to give to, because he didn't trust them. But the bottom line is, we don't have a proof from these three rayas. Ezra Hashem tomorrow will move on to the fourth proof at the bottom of Chavav Mudbez. And for now, we'll stop. We'll pick up tomorrow with Dach Chavzayin. Everybody have a wonderful day.